Hi there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a very special episode of the Finger Guns Podcast, discussing the PlayStation Showcase 2021. We have literally just finished it here at Finger Guns HQ, and we're going to talk about it right now. Joining me is returning. It's only Toby Wan Kenobi. Hello. Hey, man. How's it going? It's going all right. Thanks. Considering I spend my days wiping a small person's bottom. Yeah, sorry about that. I... It's um, <laughs> it's all good. Good, good stuff, man. Good to have you back. Thank you. Cut. Hi. <laughs> I only say that because of your angelic presence that you had throughout the Zoom. Obviously, You're yeah. Some, somewhat bright. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm just a bright character, you know. True, bright personality. True, true, true. Um, I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. Good, good. Living the dream as ever. Always. Uh, Miles Thompson. Hello again. How you doing, man? Not too bad, thank you, my friend. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks for asking. I'm um, not too disappointed. I mean, I'm incredibly disappointed, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hide it really well. <laughs> you won't even get it, even a whiff of it. All right. Okay. Fair. <laughs> and of course, Mr. Sean Davies. Hi. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks. Yep. Excellent. Yep. Oh, everyone asks except for Toby. I like that. It's very it's very kind of you all. I appreciate that. Uh, right, let's crack in to everything that we saw uh, during the showcase. First up, we had a look at Star Wars. Knights of the Old Republic is getting a full remake from Aspire, seemingly exclusive to PS5, as it's uh, been published by Sony. Uh, Sean, what did you make of this announcement? Didn't see this one coming. No, I like the rumors went around six months ago that Aspire were, do- were doing a remake of a Star Wars game. Everyone kind of presumed it was Knights of the Old Republic. Aspire have done are, are awesome at remasters. And remakes, they are like top quality up there with blue uh, blue point, and um, yeah, this this is a very exciting announcement because this is a, a series that absolutely deserves another shot at it because it has been languishing on platforms that no one else can can get access to these days, and it's great that everyone will get another great Star Wars game to play. Top class announcement, great way to start the conference. Awesome, uh, Miles Thompson. What did you make of the Knights of the Old Republic remake announcement? Yep, totally agree with Sean. I think it was a really cool way to kick it off. Um, really excited for it. I have tried to play the original a few times on Steam, never really got that far. It's just a little bit too old for me now, unfortunately. Mm. Um, so I'm super excited for this one, and I'll definitely be getting it probably day one, because it just is probably going to be an awesome game. So yeah, quite excited for that one. Awesome. Uh, Miles? Uh, not Miles. I've already that said That was Miles, Miles man. <laughs> Toby! <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just going to respond to Miles. Yeah, Sorry, I, I did it again. Keep <laughs> We're not that similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have not actually played all the way through um, Knights of the Old Republic either. So um, it, got, it came out when I had a terrible PC and never got a chance to really properly give it a go. Um, but I played it at my mate's house a few times. It was very cool. Um, I know the story and stuff. But yeah, it'd be amazing to play it through properly and with uh, you know completely new graphics and remade from the ground up. That'd be awesome. Awesome. Uh, Cap? Have you got any history with Knights of the Old Republic? Uh, no, again, I didn't ever get to play for it, but I've never really heard a bad word about it. So it's something that I'll probably delve into too, but not got too much more to add than, than everybody else, really. Awesome. Yeah, there's not much to gauge from the uh, actual trailer. But yeah, big announcement and a, a very good one to kick off the show with. Uh, then we had a look at Project Eve, which got Toby very excited. When were you still excited about this one, Tobes? He's still here. Um, so... Project Eve, I'd seen this before. There's been a number of little 
you know, like five, 10, 20 second sort of combat trailers for this um, with very long haired uh, anime looking ladies, you know, fighting all sorts of crazy stuff. But this was way mm. more than we've seen before. So it looks like a cross between Bayonetta, um, Devil May Cry, Vanquish, all sorts of things that, you know, Platinum Games have made and been in part, been a part of. And um, it's just really shiny, really cool looking. Um, some amazing enemy design in there. Um, like crazy sort of, you know, combining bits of mech mm. with um, zombie monstrous things and gears for heads and such, um, which looks really cool. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm intrigued to see more of it. I want to, I kind of want to know if there's more to it than the combat. You know, if I want to know if it's more of a, you know, is it a bayonetta, is it a Devil Cry type, or is it a bit more RPG like, or you know, mm. what what's what's the detail? But yeah, really, I'm um, really interested. It's cool. Yeah, but it's like a massive combination of all of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Sean, are you in for Project Eve? Of course I am. Of course you are. <laughs> Super question. It's a video it's- game. It very much looked like a melting pot of a lot of different things. And I remembered, like, towards the end of the presentation, what game I thought it was. I thought it was Pragmata, um, which um, kind of looked, at the start with, the, like, the real-world locations that were going on, it kind of looked like that. But then as the yeah. as the trailer went on, you realised this was a massive melting pot of ideas. It kind of looked like a Capcom game. We thought it was Bayonetta. We kind of thought it was a Square Enix RPG. And it could, you know, it looks like it's got elements of all those things, um, yeah. but it also looks like its own thing. So I'm, I'm really on board with that. You know, I don't, I don't know much about who developed it, but I'm going to have to have a look because it looks cool. Like really, really cool. For sure. Absolutely. Um, Kat, you were pretty hyped for this one as well. Yeah, this looks really cool. Um, this just had like a, just a lot of cool things about it. It looked really smooth it, it the the kind of combat it went on a bit long but like it it looked it looked pretty pretty badass and i'm into anything that's pretty badass um i had that kind of like cyberpunky feel that kind of tech feel yeah i think think it's something that i would invest in i think it's something that i probably would invest day one in as well um wow. just because it looks it looks like that kind of game that you'd really sink your teeth into it looks like it's going to be a long game as well it looks like it's going to be a bit of a bit of a bit of a long story so yeah sure. down for it sweet uh miles what did you make of project eve yep, this was actually one of my favorites from the showcase um again i've played all the dumb they cries love bayonetta love vanquish anything platinum games i'm in for um this as everyone has said is just a massive giant melting pot of all of those and i love all of that um so yeah it's one of those i'm definitely going to keep an eye on it might even be potentially a day one purchase for me depending on how good it ends up looking like toby i'm more interested to know if it's going to be which of those titles is going to end up being more like um but it's got all the right stuff and yeah like i said it's probably one of my my favorites from the whole showcase to be honest so yeah super excited for that one sweet man um and then we had a look at tiny tina's wonderland um which i know one person is very excited for Sean, what did you make of Tiny Tina Wonderland? Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Can't even say well, it. I, like I said last time, we did one of these reactions and we, we got that first trailer. It just reminds me of everything that was amazing about the uh, Borderlands 2 DLC, which was like basically a role-playing game where bas- you, you basically played through like a tabletop D&D, but you were the character and you had like Tiny Tina narrating the entire experience. It's yep. genuinely the best thing that, that 2K have done in in a long time sorry not 2k uh, gearbox have done in, in a very long time and i'm just glad that they've expanded the scope and everything about this looks in my sweet spot it just looks like more borderlands with a fantasy setting 
I mean, Dragons and Guns, great mixture. And I know that Tiny Tina is going to grate on almost everybody, but I'm all up for it. Um, <laughs> not in a weird way, because um, there are people out there that like Tiny Tina is now an adult, uh, not sure. Tiny Tina in Borderlands <laughs> 3. So, um, but yeah, it just it just looks so cool. Um, and I know no one else will like it, which is fine. I will play it on my own, despite the fact that it is multiplayer, and you could all join me on a cool adventure, but fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the rest of us weren't so enthused. Um, Cat Mars, got anything to add? Oh. Is that annoying? <laughs> Even the soundtrack was annoying. Oh my god. Fuck off. Like, yeah, no, fuck me. Sorry. Oh, when you said not very enthused, basically the entire trailer, you all talked over it and how shit it was. And I was in there buzzing about it, and you're like, fucking hell, this is <laughs> We didn't really give it a fair shake, to be fair, did we? No. Yeah, it was like, just as soon as it came on, stick in that fucking Cell Shady from 2009. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Let me enjoy Fuck my Fuck you. Game. Oh, dear. <laughs> Okay, well, let's let's jump into something that we all got a bit excited about. Uh, for Spoken, uh, which is due... Oh, I should say, Tiny Tina's Wonderland is due on March 25th, 2022. So look out for that if you do want to play it, Sean. Then, of course, we've got For Spoken coming spring 2022. Um, Kat, were you feeling For Spoken? Yeah, I definitely was, actually. This is probably one of my highlights of the showcase. Um, it it looks, looks absolutely stunning. Looks amazing. Looks beautiful. Um, Apart from the faces, <laughs> the faces yeah. looked a little bit strange. And then you had these beautiful kind of landscapes in this like really intricate combat system. And then you get, got to her face and it looked a bit strange. It was like, oh, okay. Um, so hopefully they do fix that. But yeah, I've never played any of the Forspoken game. I, I, everybody seemed to know it was spoken straight away. I didn't. Um, so yeah well it's because we saw project athia on the ps5 reveal and they announced it was bespoken in a later uh, showcase that makes so, sense it makes yeah. sense I wasn't here for that one it's, it's a new ip so yeah we haven't played it but yeah this is very exciting we all thought it was fun fantasy when it was going to came out as athia because yeah. square enix obviously but uh, no it's something brand new so yeah it looks looks very cool. pretty cool so yeah probably probably a highlight for me we'll get it uh yeah uh miles for a spoken yeah, this one I'm interested in. Um, I think it, I'm just a bit worried it's one of those games that's going to look very good and be really flashy and stunning to play, but might not actually have the depth or the kind of gameplay variety to make it fun over a longer term. Um, so I'm a little bit kind of cautious about it, but some of the bits looked really nice. Um, a couple of the combat mechanics kind of reminded me of the original Infamous games, how she's like shooting projectiles out of her arm, kind of gave me that similar kind of vibe. I think the game looks absolutely gorgeous, like Kat said. Um, but yeah, my only query would be, is this just one of those games that looks great, but then the depth of the mechanics isn't quite there to hold it while you play it. So yeah, it's, I'm probably a bit more cautious on it than I think uh, the rest of you guys were. Mm. Yeah, it looks great. It looks very exciting. Um, I know Toby's hyped for it as well, but he's had to uh, use the job. Oh, there he is. Look, look at that for timing. I'm back. What are we talking about? We're talking about Forspoken. Oh. Tell me about Forspoken. Cool. Um, well, I'm probably repeating what people have said, but um, I like the look of this one. So you're, you're the girl goes from the real world into a fantasy world. She's got all these crazy powers. I like the jumping. Like, you know, you've got this weird squiggly, you know, heat haze coming off the back of her and she can jump like enormous distances um it looks like john carter you know that old film where he can jump really high on mars oh my god a bit like that to me um and um 
cool dragons, cool looking powers, lots of, I'm getting sort of a melee fantasy returnal vibe out of it a bit. I appreciate it won't be roguelite, but it's just got that sort of same camera angle, same sort of graphical fidelity to it. I don't know. It's um, it's probably just because I'm recently playing it. Um, but yeah, it mm. looks cool. It looks like one of the better ones that um, Square Enix has got in, in its um, in its catalogue at the moment. Because um, we just we, we saw that Babylon's Fall and that did not look as cool as, as we wanted it to there. So I hope this one's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sean, anything to add about the Spoken? Um, no, I just wanted to say that I was a really big fan of the, the banter between what I believe is like the narrator-style weapon thing, the weapon on the arm that kind yeah. of talks to the main character. That that was but it's cool in the trailer, and uh, also the draw distance was fucking insane. Like mm. when you were up in there, you could you could see platforms. You could go from a massive amount of you know that that really shows the power of the PS5 in in that gameplay demo. I understand why this is. The last, last thought on it is that this does not feel like a traditional uh, Square Enix game. It feels like a, a double A production from a smaller studio that's been given an insane budget, and I'm all all there for that because that is risky and weird. And uh, not something we've seen from Square for for quite some time. So, yeah, yeah. I'm all on board. Cool, cool, good stuff. Yeah, looks um, looks really cool. Um, and then we had a look at Rainbow Six Extraction, which is of course due for January 2022. Yawn. Oh, I'm not feeling this. Um, just don't care. <laughs> Max, that's, that's the problem with it. It just doesn't look exciting. Um, I think we're all kind of uh, collectively unenthused about it but mm, yeah okay let's move on uh we had a look at alan wake remastered which is due on october 6th so not very far away at all uh we did talk about it very briefly on this week's podcast uh before it was confirmed to be coming out got confirmed the day after the podcast went out which is always very annoying but it happens sometimes unfortunately um yeah anyone like the look of alan wake remastered doobs yeah I mean, it's it's a great game. It, it was a great game at the time it came out. I'm just sort of, I, I was saying on, the, on our reaction um, one we were doing a minute ago that the, it, it's sort of, you know, who decides what things get remastered? And we were just talking that, you know, if, if a sequel is planned and something is happening with that particular franchise, you know, that's when you get a remaster of something. You know, so it's, it's quite an old game at this point. It's not had, you know, it's not a remake. It's not had everything done from the ground up. So it still looks a bit old school. Um, but it would be really, really fun to, for people to play that story if they haven't been able to, to um, you know, to experience all of the you know fun, the fun stuff that was in there. It was it was really good, um, mm. you know, ready for for the the hopefully now inevitable sequel that will happen, um, and um, and I'm all all on board for that. I don't know whether I need to play it again. I, th- I think I remember a lot of the storyline pretty well, um, but it's nice to have it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Cool. Uh, Sean, are you getting hyped for Alan Wake Remastered? Of course I am. Of course you are. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it looks great, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's great for a lot of people who have never been able to experience this game because um, I believe when it came out, it just didn't sell as well as probably deserved to. And now, obviously, with Control kind of blowing up and putting Alan Wake back on the map, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with the series going forward. But it's a great reminder for people why this series is good and why a sequel is absolutely warranted. So, yeah, good news. It looks great on board. Cool. Um, Cat Miles, anything to add? 
Yeah, I'm really excited to play this one. I didn't get to play it back in the day. I've obviously played Control since, and I played the Or expansion, and it was very good. Um, and there was loads of lore, and I'm sure loads of references, which I probably didn't understand because I haven't played it. Um, I was kind of hoping, I don't know why, but I kind of thought it was going to be more of a like stronger remaster or like closer to a remake. So when I initially mm. saw it, I was like, oh, they're just showing off what it used to look like before they mic drop it. And then there was no mic drop. And I was like, oh. Um, but yeah, it's one I will definitely get because I would like to experience the original story and then to piece that together with the control stuff would be quite cool. So yeah, looking forward to it. Are you jumping up and down on the bouncy castle? No, it's my chair. It's just really squeaky. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just bouncing around. But I am bouncing around in the chair. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Effectively, yes. Uh, cool. Now, Kat, I know you're excited for the next one. Grand Theft Auto Five is coming out March 2022. Oh, that's that really new game, isn't it? Yeah. I've yeah, never yeah. heard of. I've actually never heard of this before. Mm. Never. Yeah. No. So it's you said got, there's a fifth one. There's a fifth Grand Theft Auto. Fuck off. And I that's know. never been out before. Like that's new release. New. Brand new. new release. Brand new. Yep. Brand new. Brand new. Yep. And it's not coming until what March? Damn. It's, defi- it's definitely not ten years old already. I'm really excited to play that mm. for what is the 50th fucking time. I'm not going to buy it. I don't care that it's going to be all over my store once again. If I have to see that banner on my PS4 <laughs> store one more time, honestly. Um, my friend was a game tester for it really long time, when, you know, 10 years ago when it was actually out. Um, mm. And yeah, I don't know. I, I thought we'd be over this by now. And I just don't understand why they keep paying for it to be in fucking showcase it's not a showcase if you are re-releasing the same game for the seventh time it's just that that's just i don't know milk and that is the definition of milk and the cow oh dta5 most definitely yeah 100 most definitely um, i yeah. don't know you know are there, is there anyone who hasn't played it yet if you're listening and you haven't played it yet then <laughs> shame on you because it's, it's had enough get in contact we want to interview you yeah we yeah, do yeah. we just want to know what it's about how have you avoided it how we'll have, give yeah. you an entire podcast to speak your truth yeah, yeah speak your truth and do you know what then right. we'll even do a special where you do like an hour i play through and then you can just tell us what you think about it <laughs> grand theft auto 5 is is not much younger than alan wake it's, it's true what three three years yeah. difference yeah so just... alan wake was 2010 grand theft auto was 2013 lest we forget gta 5 started on the xbox 360 yeah <laughs> you know that's uh, how insane this thing is oh it's just gross isn't it and they've re-released it every year like it's a brand new innovative game Disgusting. that's the thing i want to know what are these new i think like, i new could gameplay do settings? like oh I know. I think I could do the first shootout with my eyes closed. I've played it that many times thinking, oh, I'll get back into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they just, it's always there. So I'm think, I'm, I think it's tattooed on my flipping cerebral <laughs> brain. Um, yeah, what are the, they say enhanced gameplay and they're not releasing it for another seven months. You've had 10 years. What do you need seven months for? It's true. I have <laughs> no idea why it's out. It's not out until March. That's that is crazy. just insanity to me. Guys, um, don't bother waiting until March. Just get it now. It anybody is. on the pod going to pick it up? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going, yeah. It's me. I'm I, I'm that guy. So uh, Paul's here. Paul's just popped into the room and he just wanted to say, oh, mate, this is the best fucking game on the fucking podcast, mate. Uh, because there's people out there that fucking love this. Yeah. Game. Yeah, um, yeah. The um, online diehards. I have never played the online version, admittedly, because I think that it is like a time sink, isn't it? And I know that Paul plays the online version and really enjoys it. And power to them. But to release the same story. <laughs> I have jumped... Sorry, Sean, go on. 
it, it's the online section that's like the most appealing because you know, like people say, No Man's Sky is a completely different game now than when it was when it was released. Mm. That is the same for the GTA Online. Like, if you go on YouTube and type in GTA, you will not get a single video of the actual GTA. You'll get people doing like sky tracks with loops to loops, doing crazy jumps and stuff, completely defying physics. Or you'll get like uh, hide and seek videos and stuff like that. It, it's got its own kind of whole meta thing going on now. Mm. And it's unstoppable, you know? Mm. And- I will stand by the fact that the races on GTA Online are really fun. Yeah. Some of them are really original and completely bonkers. The rest of it can fucking get in the sea. I keep trying every every sort of year or so. I'm like, oh, they've added this to GTA 5. It's like, okay, I'll go and check it. And like when they added the casino, I was like, oh, I'll go and check it out. And I ended up playing it for two to three weeks. And then you just fall off because nothing changes. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's boring. It's the curiosity for me more than anything. Yeah, I just absolutely. want to see what the hell they've done because, like, if if this is Rockstar and if and you know when when they they ported it to the PS4, they were one of the first to make a really good use of the the, the light bar and the the DualShock controller. You know, when the police came, you got a red and red and blue lights flashing, mm-hmm. and you had the speaker. If if they've done something with the DualSense controller, like they could be, you know, they are a studio that could really push it, and I'd I'd like to see what they've done. And yeah. I hope that comes under other features. <laughs> Absolutely, because yeah. I don't know why, if, if they have done that, they haven't listed it specifically. Um, but it's just curious at this point. Plus, it's in March. And it, like, whatever, it's, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll be done by with Horizon Forbidden West by then. It's, it's, it's not in February, you know, they kill the month, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I kind of, I'm sort of with Sean. I'm very curious to see how different it actually is. Well, we shall see in March 2022. Um, up next was, of course, the awesome Ghostwire Tokyo. Miles, talk to me about Ghostwire Tokyo. This looks dope. Um, yeah, I love the look of this one. It looks like a supernatural, dishonored first person extravaganza of horror and creepy looking. What was it, Toby said? I think it was hairy, scary things or whatever. The ring. Uh, it looks like the ring coming out of your TV. And that's the, yeah, it looks like the ring. It just looks so creative and like it's going to be like nothing pretty much anything else coming out around that time whenever it does come out um i really love the look of it the combat system looks quite cool i do wonder if it might have a bit of that kind of skyrim first person jank to it potentially um as you cast stuff but it just looks really cool and really creative so yeah it's another one that um again when it first showed off its first trailer i was really excited for it and my excitement for it grows every time i get to see a bit of it again so yeah looking forward to it Uh, yeah, anyone else on Ghostwire Tokyo? Hyped. Hi. I also, I also just want to make Miles's "This looks dope" into now like a ringtone because that was that was very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Sweet. Um, right then, now we have a look at Guardians of the Galaxy from uh, Eidos Montreal. Looking uh, looking good, looking better than it did. Uh, the release date still stands October twenty sixth of this year. So again. Not too far away. Um, Kat, you were pretty impressed with this uh, new look at the game. Yeah, I remember kind of um, Toby saying in, in the kind of reaction podcast that we had uh, that I remember the game ca- the gameplay looked a bit laggy. It looked a bit like clunks. The design wasn't great. And I remember Toby saying, you know, I hope they smooth that up. And it looks like they have. It looks like, you know, 
hopefully they've done what they can and it's just going to get better between now and October if they do make any changes to it but you know we got more levels today we got kind of a little bit more insight I think when we watched it last time it was kind of this 20 minute kind of just continuous sequence whereas actually we got a little bit of everything um today it's apart from the we didn't really see much RPG element as much as we did last time we just saw more kind of combat and um, kind of level design but yeah still looks cool um I don't know if it's a day one for me I think it's probably going to be like a wait and see because I like Marvel seems to have a bit of a reputation of releasing shitty games <laughs> apart from the Lego series obviously um so yeah I think this is more like a let's wait let's see how it reviews let's see kind of the gameplay itself and maybe pick, I'll, I'll probably pick it up but it probably won't be day one Marvel have a legacy of releasing shitty games yeah have you not played Spider-Man other than Spider-Man <laughs> other than Spider-Man my god other than Spider-Man there's been plenty of really. shitty yeah. Marvel games over Avengers are, you, yeah Avengers is trash we all know that yes but god that was a that was a sorry that was a blow sorry that was a blow but the thing is as well like that's, that, that's not less Marvel and more Insomniac so <laughs> true yeah uh, so what did you make of Guardians this time around um I, I'm more and more impressed this time around for sure. Um, the, the the wider look at you know more characters, more more lore, more things that they're getting up to in the storyline of of the game um, is, is more intriguing than just a single level. It's hard to get you know really really hyped if the only level you see is one where they were fighting sort of box shaped enemies, and I was just I don't understand why they're showing us what looks like their worst level you know if you know what i mean um this looks much more interesting and what's what's great about guardians and what's what comes through in the in the films as well um and they've always been like this in the comics is is you know there's good banter there's really fun relationships in there that you know they all kind of hate each other um and they all kind of love each other at the same time and it's really that's coming across you know there's good banter there there's there's good little rocket moments and there's um you know, hopefully the um, that humour that's been in the game in the films um, will make it all the way through into this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's like a lot of fun. Uh, Sean, you um, getting hyped for Guardians? I am, and I'm I'm really glad that the gaming community has not done what it did for almost every other Marvel um, game that's been released in the last decade, where they've gone, "That's not Peter Quill. That's not Star Lord." They just accepted the fact that this is a different guy. You know, they haven't expected Chris Pratt to be in this fucking game. Thank you, gaming community. You have allowed me to restore a little bit more faith in you this week. And uh, <laughs> thank you. So, yeah, I'm hyped. Looks cool. Looks like a B-movie action flick uh, made into a game. And uh, I'm yeah. there for it. Awesome. Of course I am, because I'm fucking just a nerd. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, then. Uh, let's have a nose at uh, Vampire Blood Hunt, which is, I think, currently available on PC. Um, we just had it confirmed that it is coming to PS5 this year at some point. No uh, official date, but 2021 is what we got. Uh, looks great. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Miles, what are you feeling about Vampire Blood Hunt? Or Masquerade so, Blood Hunt, whatever it's called. <laughs> whatever the name is. Um, it certainly looks good. Um, I think the mechanics look pretty solid. I think we all enjoyed the, was it the slidey, slidey bum guns, whatever it was. Um, so yeah, I think it looks like it's going to be a really solid, it's, it's going to be a battle royale, isn't it? Or a type or a spin on that. 
um, from what I remember. Um, yeah, I think it will be good. It's not really my jam. Battle Royale's not really into it, um, but it might be one of those that's a bit more tempting than some of the others because the mechanics and gunplay looks a lot more fun and a lot more kind of creative than some of the other ones I've seen. Um, but chances are I won't be going too, too close to it because it's not really my kind of thing. Uh, yeah, Blood Hunt is a, uh, a vampire royale, which you know, I'm all about royales. Um, I love them, so and we're, we're excited to see what this is. And uh, where it goes. Uh, Sean, I know you're pretty hyped for this one. Is this something that, is it still looking good to you, do you think? Yeah, um, I I kind of, I've gone into this whole world of darkness thing ever since Werewolf, the Apocalypse. Mm. And, and I've gone into like the Vampire Masquerade stuff. And it's like, this is the least likely game I expected to fit in this kind of universe. But everything they've shown about it looks like top notch. The action yeah. looks slick. The different character builds seem really well balanced. You know, you've got your slightly bum guns, you've got your strong guy, you've got your um, like stealthy dude. It, it just it just looks really cool, and like the character designs and the game looks really cool as well. It doesn't. It, it's really interesting to see a royale that hasn't tried to lean into the Fortnite stuff yeah. and and gone sure. the other way. Uh, and I guess you couldn't really do Vampire the Masquerade with Jonesy, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it just, it just everything about this game. I can't wait for it. I'm hoping that it hits like beta or something. Um, because when they say 2021, mm-hmm. I know that it's like just come out a bit, it's either in beta or it's just gone into beta or come out of beta, uh, on PC. Yeah. So I'm you know, it's... super hyped. Give me, give me, give me. Is it free to play? I don't think it's free to play. I think you have to pay to get in. Oh my god, all right. I know. How dare they? That's shocking, <laughs> Fucking outrageous. Oh. Good one. What are they like? Eh? Um, anyone else excited for Blood Hunt? Kat, you feeling vampire rails? Yeah, I actually am. And what I like from the game, and I hope that, you know, I hope I'm not corrected when I go in and play it, is that the map didn't look oversaturated with players. That's something that really intimidates me as a as a player for Royales. Actually, that's a bit of a lie because I did used to like obsessively play PUBG. But I don't love what kind of invites an oversaturated map. It's sweaty cheaters and sweaty players. And but if it's a very kind of, you know, if, if the map has got X amount of people and that X amount of people is, you know, that looks really cool because it didn't look like it was oversaturated when they were running around. It didn't look like everywhere you turned there was somebody. It actually really looked like you had to really go and hunt them. You had to really go and find them that they were kind of on the map somewhere in like a meat house or on the roof or something like that and that's the kind of stuff I'm interested in that's going to keep me like going that's going to keep me that's going to keep my adrenaline up because I'm gonna it's gonna scare the shit out of me and make me want to kill everybody all at the same time and I'm here for that <laughs> so yeah I probably would give it a go so um yeah I hope there is a beta too because I think it'd be nice to test it nice before I buy try before I buy give you a go Ross I'll yeah, suck your can, blood can jump but... on with uh Sean and I we'll just go and hunt down some Fucking vampires, yeah. Suck their blood and stuff. Suck their blood, yeah. So yeah, hyped. Awesome. Um, and then we had a look at Deathloop. Have you heard of this game? Come on. You heard of this game? I can't remember. I can't remember. No, I can't take it anymore. I don't want it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I've seen it again. I'm so (laughs) sick of it now. Like, yeah. You can't right. say that you're like a special showcase and like play the same stuff that everybody else has played. Let, let's let's just let's just come come at it from my perspective. We've watched every single PlayStation showcase because we are like the massive enthusiasts. This might be the first time that one of these somebody's tuned in and they see Deathloop for the first time, and that was a really good. That's not true. Really. 
Yeah. And they've been advertising this one all over YouTube. And I get it from our perspective. We're like, just give us the fucking game already. We've seen more trailers than we have had hot dinners. But, you know, I, I just want to say the trailer was really good. And I know you guys can go rail on it all you want now. I, I didn't deserve to be here, but I was hyped. No, I agree with that. I don't know if it was their best trailer. I think the best trailer was the um, the one they showed at E3 because that was like a that really in-depth look. I think really gave it a really good go, a really good kind of showcase for it. But yeah, man makes a point. Oh, 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 oh. yes, man makes a point. <laughs> I'm having a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's five days away, Tobe. So you, um, are you getting hyped for Deathloop? I've got too many other games to play for the for other moment. <laughs> Far too many other games to play. Um, I I think this is one where I'm absolutely confident it'll be a great game. But it's just not a day one. Um, and I've seen too much um, to, to I, I kind of need to not see anything, give it a month or two and forget all of the stuff I've seen and then just go into it new. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I almost feel like I've had it spoiled a few times now. I'm worried that if I buy it and boot it up and the the, the title screen says Death Leap, I'm like, oh, for God's sake, not you again. Yeah, I'm bored it's of like, this. <laughs> I've already, I've already, I don't, I'm sick of you. It's Wait, something I, that you can, you can get to the point where you just oversaturate with your marketing, I think. And um, it is doing that. I mean, you know, after doing things like Dishonored, you, you'd forgive them for just, you know, it will be a great game. But mm. I, I, I don't need to see it in every single show, showcase. Sure. Uh, Miles, do you want to finish off our Deathloop conversation? Yeah, I'm still super excited for it. Like, yeah, like you guys, I'm getting a bit sick of seeing it to the point where it's kind of numbing me a little bit. <laughs> but I'm still really excited for it. I think the trailer, like Sean said, was actually still a very good trailer. It's just that we know what it looks like. And I feel like as soon as I actually play this game, I'm going to know half of the levels before even actually starting it. Um, but it's still probably a day one for me. I'm still planning on getting it pretty much as soon as it comes out because it still looks absolutely incredible to me. So yeah, still excited, but they need to just chill out on their marketing next time. Cool. Well, it's out on Tuesday. So get hype. Get hype. Uh, right then, have we had a look at it? I don't know how to explain this. There was something to do with Radiohead. Kiday Amnesia. Did anyone uh, give this a bit more of a focus than I did because I wasn't really paying attention? It's a, a museum to do with Radiohead songs, um, and it's going to be releasing on the PS5. Um, weird and wacky place to put it, but here at home, you know, that's what we're getting. All right. Certainly a strange one. Kid A's one of their older albums, isn't it? But I'm not a massive Radiohead sort of knowledge base, to be honest. It, it might be interesting. It might be some way, a good way to get into Radiohead. Not that, you know, yeah. it's it's a certain type of music isn't it it's um it's definitely a, a particular thing but it's um yeah it's an interesting game idea like just a musical showcase of like like a concept album in a game almost yeah i mean kid a is their it's their pinnacle album isn't it oh, yeah not paranoid you, android you could probably it? argue that but uh, you know kid a is if you were going to give someone a radiohead album that isn't to you'd go to kid a i think yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you. I just, I just don't know. Mm. That's my opinion, anyway. But yeah, okay. cool. Good times. So they they are re-releasing the album with previously unreleased music, and this um... is all turning into a virtual exhibition of this music. Okay. Um, Good so times, fun. like that Dead Mal Five thing that we saw. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, it's it's in conjunction with Epic, so I imagine the Fortnite teams have been doing all the, you know, the virtual concerts and stuff on Fortnite might might have been involved. So, oh man, what if Tom York becomes a skin in Fortnite? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, now we had a look at a very lovely looking game called Tachia, um, which I don't know how to explain it, but it's very colourful. It's very pretty. Um, we all went, oh, it's pretty, and then. People kind of fell off as the trailer went on. It was quite a long trailer. But, um, Miles, what did you make of the cheer? Had to go to, wasn't it me who hated this one? It was. <laughs> so was thought, let's go to Miles first and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, this one's just not my jam. I don't have a soul or a heart, so I'm dead inside. Um, yeah, I mean, for people who are kind of into this thing, it looks quite nice. It looks like it's going to be quite a relaxing, chilled game. You can become different animals. So they turn into a dog and a seagull and a turtle or tortoise. Um, so it looks like it will be plenty of fun for people who are into it. The the art style was kind of nice. Uh, it wasn't overly impressive graphically, but I think it's got a nice art direction which carries it quite far. Um, but yeah, I'm not really the person to come to because it's just not my kind of game, I'm afraid. Well, Stone Cold Heart. Yeah, I feel nothing. Shocking. Uh, Cat, are you feeling to cheer? Yeah, absolutely. You can pat the crab, you can be the crab, you can pat yeah. the seagull, you can be the seagull. Yeah. What is not to love? I mean, no, nothing. This is the perfect exactly. video game. So, sorry, everybody, that Miles is dead inside. Um, has no <laughs> colour to his soul, you know. But Damn. Well, it looked like such a cute... It looked like, you know, real-life Animal Crossing, didn't it? Or like the Moana the game. Like, mm. it just it looked really cool. You know, who doesn't want to morph into every animal and just fly around and be around, you know? It's true. Yeah, day one. It's true. Although, when it when it first started, she, yeah, the, the lead character... I, I presume the lead character is, is the Chia. I don't know. But um, she was playing the ukulele, and Cat went, "Oh, just rip off the Last of Us." Because <laughs> <laughs> every every guitar game in game yeah. now thing is just going to be a rip off of Ellie doing "Take on Me." <laughs> uh, Tobes, you were this looks like a Toby Anderson kind of game, to be honest. It does. It doesn't. It doesn't. So my where I, where I'm sort of loving it is that you know it's a very diverse looking cast on a little desert island you can fly about as a bird you can run around as a dog you can swim in the sea as a turtle you know you're a sort of animal spirit girl um who can become the other animals and i'm all down for all of that stuff that 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 sounds like a really fun chill and and you know the, the right kind of way to get me interested in a game at the same time, I wasn't loving the art direction and style. So I'm, I'm with Miles on that. I didn't really dig the graphics. Um, I didn't like their sort of strange facial expressions. And they had these weird little button noses stuck on their faces um, that I didn't enjoy. Um, so I think it's just the style. I'm not feeling straight off. Um, but this is you know, this would not be the first game that is, you know, a particular style has turned me off to something that I'm like, that game would have been amazing if only the style had been slightly different. I have to push yeah. through it sometimes. I have to just go, no, just, you know, you can be a seagull. You know, you can be a turtle. This is worth <laughs> playing, man. Come on. <laughs> I love that you're not feeding the, the visual style of the cheer, but you remember Doke V from a couple of weeks ago? Oh. You know? Doke V makes me happy. I Doke V just, I can just see it and think, that's just happiness it in is. a video game it's in one happiness. trailer. Just all lovely. Absolutely. And I did like the graphics of that one. Yeah. I'm very hyped for both. They, look, they both look um, tonics to life, I would say. <laughs> We're going to get a code for Doke V in like a year's time. And it's going to be like, Toby, you now have to put your money where your mouth is and play Doke V. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. The internet is hyped for uh, Doki. Anyway, uh, yeah, Tachia looks uh, very pretty. Sean, are you going to play Tachia? Of course I am. Good you are. I'm, yeah, I'm very excited for Tachia. So, um, can can yeah, you remember the um, the last trailer? I think it was at the Game Awards, um, where you could control a coconut. So it's not just the animals; you can control some of the non <laughs> the non living things. I see that that might be where it lost me before. Like I had wasn't hyped when I could be a coconut, but I am now hyped. I can be a turtle. <laughs> you know what I mean, there's a difference between a coconut and a turtle. <laughs> I, I think this trailer was actually a bit of a step down from the last one because the last trailer was like action packed, and it was like this is from a studio in New in New Caledonia, and uh, you know it's based on their you know beliefs and mythology and their oh, you know, cool. legends. And it's like okay, that's cool. And then when we get this one, it's like ah, this looks like um, you know Breath of the Wild, just with uh, less graphical intense art style and i think it just loses something the fact that uh they, they didn't really focus on the fact that this is like a, a the, the source material is awesome and um the visuals you know are probably the least impressive part of the game but also you could be a shark you could be a coconut you could be a crab yeah. so happy days you know and yeah. you can glide it's just everything everything in the game everything i want thank you and you, and you can pet the animals so yeah they won they won can I pet the coconuts? <laughs> I presumably, if you can pick them up, you can maybe you can pet them. Or is that an? Enemy? Be careful when you're a coconut because someone might eat you. The, <laughs> can you pet the dog? Twitter has already uh, done a. Um, you can pet the crabs in Tajia. Of course they have. Post. So <laughs> good for those guys. Always on it. Um, and then we finished off with a well, a five-hit punch from Sony themselves, um, going through all of the stuff that's coming from. Well, not all of the stuff, but a good majority of the stuff that's coming from their first-party studios. Uh, we kicked off with a Uncharted 4 and the Lost Legacy DLC, uh, the Lost Legacy Remastered Collection coming to PS5 and PC. How are we feeling about this, uh, Tobes? Um, I, do, I just don't feel I need it. It's nice to have them remastered. It's nice to have all of them av- available, but I've, I've played through so many Uncharted at this point that I'm just, unless it's a new story, I don't think I'll bother. The, um, as it was playing and it said, Uncharted 4, Lost Legacy. I was just kind of fingers crossed that it might be Golden Abyss because I missed that on the Vita. Um, um, and that's that's the only one I would now play because <laughs> sure. I haven't played it. So, um, But yeah, I mean, it'll be beautiful. If anyone, if there is anyone around who hasn't played Uncharted 4, considering it's on the PS5 collection, um, then uh, this would be great. But it, it's, it's a very, very saturated game at this point. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Cap? Uh, Kat- yeah, I agree. I've, I've played all of them now. Um, yeah, I, I don't feel like I, I need it. I don't miss it. But then again, I've only played four quite recently. Um, I say recently, probably in the last like, two years or so. Um, so it's still relatively new-ish for me compared to maybe other people. But like Toby was saying, it's free on PlayStation Hits <laughs> or whatever it is, that PlayStation thing that you get for with five. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it would be nice to delve back into one and two again with like nice shiny graphics, but I don't think it's something that I'll buy as like an ultimate edition all in one thing. But you never know. Maybe one day. One day. <laughs> but not now. No. Okay. Uh, Miles? Yeah, I've, I think I've played Uncharted for like three or four times to get the platinum. So I kind of really uh, played that one to death. Uh, I enjoyed The Lost Legacy. I uh, played it a couple of times again to platinum it. Um, both of them, I feel like I've been there, I've completed it, 
I don't feel any real need to go back whatsoever. I also feel like even though uh, Uncharted 4 came out in 2016, it still looks so good. I just don't really feel it even needs a remaster. Like it still looks absolutely incredible. And I just think uh, realistically, how much better is it actually going to look? Um, so I guess, yeah, like people have said, if, it, if you've not played it yet, it's a great opportunity to grab them both and play them. Um, it's nice for PC people that they're going to get it as well. Um, but other than that, I just, yeah, for me, there's no real need to go back. I've played it far too many times now. Okay. There it is. Uh, Sean, what do you think about Uncharted 4 on Lost Legacy? I feel like, uh, again, I think this is us coming from a, a very PlayStation-centric uh, opinion, whereas I think there's a lot of PC players out there that you know will absolutely eat this up. And the fact that they've probably spent time making a PC version which will allow PC players to make the most out of their hardware and then just going, eh, we can put this on PS5 if people who want to have the shiniest version of these games can do. Yeah, it, that, it's, it's no, you know, no one's forcing anyone to buy it. And obviously, it's, it's you know, currently you can get it free with the PlayStation collection, PlayStation Plus collection. So it's like the, no one's forcing you to get this stuff. Um, but I think PC players, you know, I, I know it feels like a saturated market, but there are a ton of people on, on, who have PC who don't have consoles who probably would really enjoy this game. So I don't think this was built, built for us, but I think there's going to be people out there that get, get a good, good pair of games at the best possible shininess. Um, probably for a reduced price. So, yeah, yeah that's, happy days. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, I think it is primarily focused on PC players for sure. And um, yeah, but it looks great anyway. So I'm sure it's going to be very shiny on the RTX 390 graphic cards. <laughs> I can't wait to play it on the PS5 just to round off the fact that I'm going to play every single fucking game on this conference. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then we got the first of two new games from Insomniac. Uh, we were saying on the previous podcast, Insomniac are just, I've already had a crazy uh, opening to the PS5, but it doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon with a reveal for a Wolverine game, which we know very little about. We just saw a very, very cool trailer. I mean, no one saw this one coming. Uh, Miles, what do you make of this? Insomniac making a Wolverine game? Well, just like you said, I just didn't see it coming. I had absolutely no expectation that there was going to be that, especially from Insomniac. I mean, they must be one of the most efficient studios around at the moment in terms of the output they make and how good the games are. Um, obviously, we haven't seen anything of the actual game. It was just more of a kind of teaser of what is to come. Um, I kind of wondered uh, when they initially showed it if it was almost going to be like a remake of that uh, PS3 X-Men or Wolverine game, which was great. Um, but hopefully they're going to do their own thing with it. And if it's anywhere near the quality of Spider-Man, then I think it's in pretty good hands. Um, yeah, the only question is just how the hell do Insomniac actually manage to do it? So, yeah, I'm super hyped. But I kind of I hope from the trailer that it gave the impression it's going to be quite a, a mature kind of visceral kind of vibe or kind of style to it. So I hope they do go in on it's going to be more of a, a violent game because I think that suits Wolverine's character a bit more. I just hope they don't tone it down to appeal to a wider market, if that makes sense. I'd quite like it to be a, yeah, quite a visceral, brutal game, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting point, because Insomniac aren't really known for that, are they? No, yeah, with Ratchet and Clank and with Spider-Man, it's very kind mm. of, there's combat, but there's no kind of, nobody really dies. It's all kind of just like, yeah, cartoony and fun. It's not super serious. Mm. So I'm kind of hoping they get to go a little bit more into the grittier side of things, because um, like I said, I just think for Wolverine, 
especially with it kind of emulated that logan part didn't it um yeah for sure that kind of vibe so i'm hoping that they're going to lean into that and really use it because that'll be quite cool i think this could be the moment that insomniac does a naughty dog you know when they go from um jack and daxter to uncharted you know people are dying and then they go to last of us you know it's mm. this could be an insomniac's version of that yeah I mean, maybe the they, time they the studio did. grew up they already did this there was resistance didn't they and then they went back you know it was like they they did they did that and then they went and did sunset overdrive so they did resistance full of man one two and three you know full-on fourth-person shooter blood and guts everywhere and then they went and did sunset overdrive and then went and did Ratchet and Crank. I just think they've realized their wheelhouse is, is superhero games. Yeah. They just absolutely realized that, fuck, we make really good superhero games. Mm. And, you know, Ratchet and Clank, it's a superhero game in essence. Yeah, it's absolutely. Batman. Do we think it's going to be like an open world thing or is it going to be more of a, I don't know. Do we think well, it's a, a particular it, type of game? Is it going to be set in the same world as Spider-Man? It is. It's called the Marvel Gaming Universe. The what? Yeah, the Marvel Gaming Universe. So there's two, like, it's in the same uh, universe as Spider-Man 1, Miles Morales, and 2. Um, so oh. they, are, they are building... How does that one game. get called the Marvel Gaming Universe? What, what, what's, what's Guardians of the Galaxy in, then? What's uh, Avengers I imagine, in? I, I think they, they, uh, Guardians will be in the Marvel Gaming Universe. Uh, Avengers is not. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers can stay on the side. It's it's just it's just a jumping off point, isn't it? You know, you look at Iron Man. Never, Iron Man was never supposed to spawn the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it was so good that it just did. Mm. So you know, you get a really good Spider-Man game, and everyone's really hot on it, and then you just go from there. Yeah, interesting. Well, there you go, Wolverine. Cat, you feeling Wolverine? You can jump in. Yeah, it looks banging. Looks absolutely banging. I, I I never really thought of it like Miles actually, and I hope that they do. And you know, Toby makes a good point that hopefully this is going to get a bit grittier and a little bit darker. And I hope that they don't do the kind of let's collect backpacks with Wolverine or something like that. That would be that would, be so, that would, that would suck. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it looks it looks dope. Um, and you can you can feel the excitement from just that short kind of clip that we got. It did feel very film Wolverine Logan snapshot didn't it felt very yeah. serious very gritty very like ugh. and i love it yes so bring that's, it on that's a pre-order for me awesome very exciting stuff um and then we had another look at grand tourism 7 due in 2022 it's been delayed according to jim ryan um that was one thing that was announced in the post show that we've uh that we didn't watch and uh, we just had that confirmed on twitter uh grand Tour 7 going to pass over to sean davies looks pretty shiny that's yeah. what I took from it. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's that's what these games are really great at. They the insane amount of detail, and the realistic handling. These are simulators for simulator fans, and they always have been. And I, I know that you know no one else on this podcast, and a very small amount of people really like simulator simulator these days. Mm-hmm. This is what this is. You know, it's it's got a really uh, slim niche, and they, they tailor just to that niche. So. You know, if you like the look of cars sitting in front of nice locations and you you like having realistic handling where if you fuck up, you're probably going to be like three laps behind by the time you get back on the track. You know, this is the game for you. But yeah, I'm hyped. I know I'm, you know, I'm in a minority. Um, 
the series has always held a, a special place in my heart ever since I got my first driving li- license in the original one going around the speed ring. So it's it's just, <laughs> I'm just glad it's continuing. I'm sad it's got a delay, but it does mean I can get it from my birthday. So, yes, absolutely. Silver linings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably worth checking out the 4K trailer as well. Now it's up on YouTube. Ooh. Yeah. That's going to look gorgeous. Um, and then, of course, the second Insomniac announcement Insomniac, go to bed. Seriously. For Christ's sake, Spider-Man 2 was confirmed. It's been confirmed that you can play as Spider-Man and Miles Morales. And Mr. Venom made an appearance, which I've just had confirmed as being voiced by Tony Todd. That means anything to anyone. He's an actor. Probably makes sense why he's voicing him. Uh, Spider-Man 2 with Venom. Toby, you feeling it? You excited? Oh, definitely feeling it. I mean... The um the first Spider-Man one is just fantastic, isn't it? Really, it's a, one of the best open-world cities and the best simulation of Spider-Man and swinging through the buildings there's ever been. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think with Spider-Man, just like Cat says, it's not it's not apt for Wolverine to start you know walking around trying to take snapshots of things and 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 picking up backpacks like a little teenage child. It's something that suits Spider-Man, and therefore that's what that game is full of, and it's it's a lot of fun in in that world. Um, I think the Miles Morales one, personally, we've we discussed this before. It was a little bit of a letdown. It wasn't quite what I wanted it to be. Um, it was a bit too light, uh, if you see what I mean. But it, it, it was always going to be. Um, whereas this one, I hope, will be the the meaty part two you know the second meal that i can really chow down on it'll be absolutely yeah. fantastic i hope <laughs> chow down Venom. nice i like what i see there's going be a bit of carnage in there as well carnage. yeah that'd be nice miles you got excited for this one i know yeah, i'm excited for it but you were like you were like yeah oh, i mean absolutely love like spider-man is like my all-time favorite hero um sightseer or whatever um you used to watch cartoons again who did you say was voicing venom is it tony todd Oh, uh, okay. I thought it might have been the um the original voice actor from the cartoon or something. I was like, that would be dope. Um, but it is. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for it. Um, I also thought Mars Morales was quite limited. It was okay as an expansion. Um, I enjoyed my time with it, but it just didn't really feel like a significant chunk. But it was a nice origin story to kind of set up for for Miles to enter. Um, I'm really looking forward to how they're going to kind of combine all of the mechanics together between you know playing as Miles Morales, who's got like those additional kind of uh, abilities and powers and moves. Um, and I hope they kind of diversify their actual fighting styles a little bit because I thought Miles Morales, although he had a bit of flair to how he did things. Mm. the fighting style wasn't overly different. So I kind of hope they differentiate them just a little bit more, just so that they feel a bit more uh, unique when you play as each of them, which hopefully they will. Um, But from the trailer, it looks like they're going to have a few new tricks and tools up their sleeve, which should be fun to play around with. Um, Yeah, I'm super hyped for this one. It's a day one instant, like no questions asked. I'd buy it right now if I could or if I can. Um, So yeah, super excited for it. And I think it's going to be a really, really good game. And yeah, Venom's awesome. So bring us Venom. Yeah, very, very exciting. Um, Cap, are you jump gonna jump into Spider-Man? Yeah, I can't really add too much more than what Miles has said. Um, I think it would be nice for them to have different fight styles. I just don't think they will. Miles Morales has got the obviously the invisibility and the, the shock thing, but I don't know if they'll expand too much on it, I think. But it'd be I, I mean, if they dropped a pre-order right now, I'd 
I'd have already turned on and pre-ordered it. It looks awesome. It's going to be awesome. We know what, what they can do. We've seen number one. We've seen Miles Morales. Uh, we had that little teaser at the end of Miles Morales as well. Yeah, it just looks looks really cool. I'm really excited. A lot of people didn't like Miles, Miles Morales, and I actually did really like it. I thought, like, fair play that they've gone a little bit above and beyond the, you know, a, a normal DLC. It's kind of like Spider-Man yeah. one and a half, and you got absolutely everything that was really good in Spider-Man 1. Uh, yeah. was, I really liked it. I, I thought it fair play, fair play, Insomniac, for almost mm. making the same game twice um, yeah. with different stuff. You know, yeah, it was the same map, and yeah, it was you know. But he lives in fucking Queens. What are you can do? You can't change Queens. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I am hyped. It's. I hope it's released. You know, January first, twenty twenty three. So we don't have to wait too long, but it probably won't be. Here we go for Spider Man Two State of Plays. We're going to be waiting for now for ages. <laughs> It's just how it goes. Um, bit of breaking news. Alan Wake Remastered is available to pre-order for $24.99. I don't know if that's that a jump in price. not a bad price. price. That's not bad. Hmm. Yeah, I thought it might have been more than that, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, there you go. It's up on PSN right now. Uh, Sean, how are you feeling about Spider-Man 2? Oh, my head cannon is going off like crazy. <laughs> I bet it is. Because um, Tony, the, the voice that was in the trailer uh, is not Tony Todd. Um, that's somebody else. So whoever, like whoever the voice is in the trailer, is somebody else. I'm going to guess Craven the Hunter, um, and I'm going to guess it's going to be tied to the fact that in during Miles Morales, Peter Parker was off in Sincaria, which is Silver Sable's homeland. So, you know, they might be able to get away with the fact that you could probably add a bit of Sincaria into the game to be playable for those people that obviously Spider-Man is based in New York, and you can't do that much with New York, like. Kat just said you can't just keep reinventing queens. <laughs> so, like, they, they might add some of some Coria. My head is just fucking fizzing with ideas, to be, to be honest with you. Like, Venom's great. I hope they, they do bring in Craven the Hunter. Um, it did sound like uh, Antonio Banderas' voice. I just don't think they got the money to afford him to do a voiceover for a game. But they did get Tony Todd, who was Candyman. So, mm. just fucking great. So I'm not just, their their pipeline must be insanely fucking good to have this. <laughs> like how do, like if they've got the Ratchet and Clank team working on Wolverine, and they've got their Spider Man team working on Spider Man Two, it's just so good. Like what an insanely talented studio to be yep. able to just bang out these 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 trailers. Well done, Insomnia. Give yourself a pat on the back. Go to sleep for a year and then just develop these games <laughs> in your own time. Because shit, man, we'll take them whenever they're ready. Fuck. Absolutely. Absolutely, God, so hyped, so hyped for more Spider-Man. Amazing! This one is being directed again by Brian Intahar, who made the first one. So, very hyped for that. Very, very exciting. And then, of course, we finished off with a look, a first look at the gameplay for God of War Ragnarok. Now, you may think that all of us went, "Oh my God, we're so hyped!" and that didn't happen. Very, very interesting. Miles, what did you make of the God of War Ragnarok gameplay? Oh, fucking loved it. <laughs> I cannot wait for this game. I absolutely adored the first one. Um, well, the first new one, I guess. Um, I think it was brilliantly made. I hope they stick with the same kind of cinematography and kind of direction with it, where it was all kind of one take, because I really enjoyed that part of it um, with the storyline and how it was presented. Um, the combat, I know it was kind of like a meme for the first half, where Toby was kind of saying like, oh, we're fighting all the same things again. Um, but in the second half, they showed off a, a few new kind of creatures and designs, which looked really cool. And there's a couple of kind of... Um, 
I guess, callbacks to the original uh, trilogy with some of like the centaurs and stuff, uh, which looked very similar to the ones that used to fight in the OG trilogy. Mm. Um, but I think it looks great. And I think with where the story finished in the first one, no spoilers for Kat, um, I think they've got a really interesting and really kind of epic storyline that they can obviously work with. And I think uh, Corey Barlog's kind of spoken about how he's not really afraid to kind of mess with the lore a little bit to kind of fit his needs. Um, so I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with the story. I think the game looks absolutely amazing. The graphics were stunning. Um, yeah, it's probably just one of those games that I just absolutely cannot wait for. It's a system seller, I think. For sure. For sure. Uh, Toby, what did you make of Ragnarok? Well, I'm still absolutely psyched to play it, but maybe I just had a different take um, while we were watching it. So... If anyone listening has been, been watching these along with us or, or or has watched it and then you know listened to this, the the first half of the trailer, just like just like Miles says, pretty much just looked like the original game. It just looked like the same set of characters, the same individuals of the cast were just introduced one after another after another, same weapons, the same basic combat moves, and the same enemies. And I thought for a little while it was the same game. So when when it got to the, I think the um, the blue dwarf um, who I forget his name but the, when the blue dwarf guy came in I was just like oh okay there's just nothing new no, there's nothing new happening at this point um, there, there was a fight with a Valkyrie or or something very close to a Valkyrie as well and I was just like oh, it's the same bosses do you know what I mean mm. then like Miles says it, it got a bit better in the second half I, I think um, you know everything to do with um, his son and and him it, it looks great they, they look like they've got a good you know carry on for that storyline. I hope there's an insane amount of more Norse lore that comes into this or even like different lore. I don't know where they want to go with it. Um, but the second half, yeah, got, got much more interesting. There was a lot more new types of enemies. So there was a, there was a very different style of fighting a, a bit more, maybe like the old school God of War where it was a bit more quick timey or looked like a little bit more sort of staged events that you get to within the fights. Although there was some of that in, in, in the recent God of War um, with a number of what looked like sort of myth, mythical animals. Um, so, you know, like when you had an Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you had these mythical animals to fight in, in, in Greece. Yeah. It looks like it's sort of a Norse version of that. Um, and they look like really cool fights. Um, so I'll go down for those. Um, I mean, it's always it's a great story. It's been a great story for years. The re reboot reversion of it is, is also fantastic. And I will play it and I'll probably get it day one. I just was disappointed in how that trailer started. It just looked like we're going to reintroduce everything. And I was like, yeah, but that just makes me think you haven't got anything new to show me. Do you know what I mean? It's just not a, it's not a way I would have put the trailer together. Yeah, I'm kind of agreeing with you. Nothing about it was like, Okay, yeah, it's a new God of War. That's great. Everyone loves the, the two central characters. Um, and that's really the primary reason why people are coming back to it, I would imagine. Mm. But yeah, from the outset, it just it looks like DLC. It doesn't look yes. like they're, they're really pushing the boat out all that much. And they probably are. Corey Barlog's a genius. I'm sure it'll be fine, but just not feeling it quite yet. Uh, Sean, what did you make of God of War Ragnarok? Um, I'm super hyped. And just to address the, the comments just made, I like a sequel to follow on from the previous film. It's just kind of what I like sequels to do. Like when I had an ending where I've got two characters in the particular situation without spoiling it, um, I kind of want to know what happens next. And I was, I wanted the, the moment the God of War finished, I wanted more. 
mm. and I will I will literally sit here and like want more God of War until it arrives. And the reason I imagine that, that it looks quite kind of similar is because as a series, it's always kind of done that. You know, you started God of War 3 as the most powerful you'll ever be in the series. Mm. And then you lose your powers and, you know, you have to pick up more things. And it just makes sense that as progression, you would start start off with everything that you had previously. Um, I, I I understand what you're saying that you know you you want to see something new and that you eventually give it to you. Um, but as a story, I definitely want to start off where we left off because I want to know what happens next. I'm certainly not saying I want the story to suddenly jump to something else. I, I just you know you want to see that it's it's progressing that they're going to a new area or they're doing this that or the other you know, it just took a long time for that feeling to come across well if you compare it to horizon that we saw recently you know or, or you know recently enough that trailer showed new moves new locations swimming new enemies new everything really just all over the place and you could tell it was a new story you could tell it was a continuation of where she's got you know she's going to the forbidden west this one just didn't manage that in my opinion it just it just yeah sure it's carrying on from the same moment that you get to at the end of the game i mean they'd be fools not to but you need to show me where they're going next you know what they're going to do with that forbidden west did that much better uh, but that's because obviously <laughs> forbidden west has had much more development time maybe it's it... yeah maybe that's the reason it's it, at the end of the day when, when you've got a war came out in 2018 and be honest with you i really don't want them to change too much because i think the gameplay formula was nailed down and if they can continue to use that formula tweak it slightly add more bits and but i don't, I don't want kratos fucking swimming because kratos isn't a swimmer i want kratos with the hammer on his hand smacking the shit out of thor's face and that's what i want and <laughs> I, I get the feeling that they're going to deliver that at some point um but I just feel like the advancements that were shown, like like the fight with the beasties and stuff like that, um, I get the feeling that we're going to get them. But I just feel, I understand what you're saying. You wanted something new. I'm just glad that I'm going to glad get... I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad that I know that I will be able to pick that game up and just go, I am in. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I, I want able... it to feel the same. I want it to feel like God of War. I'm totally with you there. Yeah, that's, that's okay. We're on the same page. <laughs> I don't want to have an argument with Sean. Is there an argument? This is like a, a, <laughs> this is a spirited debate. I like. I just wouldn't want to, you know. Be sad. <laughs> we can't argue now with dads with dad club. <laughs> We're on the same team. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I mean, that fucking trailer is brilliant. Like everything, I, everything I wanted from God of War was in that that trailer, and um, I'm just so excited about where the story's going to go. Like, just so excited. Awesome. Thank you, Sony. And I, just, just thank you for not like just giving us a fucking cinematic trailer. Thank you for giving us gameplay, and you know, thank you for not doing the usual shit of just giving us a, a, a cutscene and saying it's coming. You did the t- you did the title screen, and now you've done the fucking gameplay. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Nice work. Uh, Kat, do you want to finish it off? Yeah, sure. So um, I am playing God of War like right now in between kind of reviews and when I've got time to sit the fuck down and um so I don't know what happens and I feel like someone has just said that they actually just end up in a cave in the middle of a mountain (laughs) um so obviously there's a bit of spoilers I'm not gonna hate on the spoilers because I should have fucking played it by now that's my bad um and I'm right because it's you know it's an incredible game and I don't think I've ever heard a bad word said about it and the, the stuff I've played so far is incredible 
Um, I think Toby is is more right, but I can see also Sean's really valid point. Um, because if you'd have told me it was remaster, I'd have been like, yeah, that looks like the bridge that we're on right now, or yeah, that yeah, that looks like the the boat thing that we we do on. I think maybe that's on purpose. Maybe they're not. Maybe they purposely. I don't know if it's because it's a very story driven game. If if it's if it's cliffhangered, which I don't know because I've not played the end. Maybe they purposely can't show you any of the new environments because people would start to unpick what happens in the story, um, in the new story. Whereas with Horizon Forbidden West. We- know what happened we know where it ended and it makes sense for her that she needs to be kind of somewhere else sort of um so that could be a question as well but also as well yeah I'm really glad that they're going to stick to the same formula as well I hope we do get new stuff um but I mean I'm hyped I'm hyped because I'm still playing it so really for me it it must feel like absolute pain for you guys because I've started playing it so I got the enjoyment of it right now and I get to experience it for the first time whereas you guys have been waiting years um so I've got nothing to complain about I'm really hyped yeah bring it on awesome and that ladies and gentlemen is the end of the showcase um overall um I guess you thought it was pretty good Eventually, is that is that is that fair to say? Yeah. yeah. Oh, where the fuck was Metal Gear, man? Yeah, where <laughs> what wasn't there that you wanted to see apart from Metal Gear Solid? Don't need anything else. Just want that. <laughs> all I wanted, Sony. Uh, Twisted Metal wasn't there. We thought that was going to be there. That didn't come up at all. That was quite surprising. And yeah, I think that was about it, really. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland is also available to pre-order. Uh, Sean, thanks for um, for sixty four ninety nine. Bargain! I'm gonna buy two. Yeah, <laughs> just to spite all of us. <laughs> You're all getting one through the door. <laughs> I know we don't play games together often, but you gotta fucking play this one. I'll use it as a coaster. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> that tells me it's slightly bigger than maybe we thought it was gonna be. Oh, it, it, like borderline games are like a hundred hours plus easy. Oh yeah, I always figured. I don't know. I figured that this this was going to be like a a Mars Morales Lost Legacy sort of game. Oh no, it's like a full on like massive game. Well, I know that now. Look at the price. Jesus Christ. Unless Gearbox are just like fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten hours of gameplay for sixty five quid. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you do want to follow us, you can just follow the link tree in the description below. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, our handles are also in the description below. If you've enjoyed this episode, why not follow us on Patreon? For $1 a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. We'll be back next week with our main podcast, episode 123. Don't miss it. It's going to be awesome. I have no doubt. But until then, it is goodbye from Kat. Bye. It is goodbye from Miles. See you later. It is goodbye from Toby Wankanobi. Sayonara. And goodbye from the plump, excited person, Sean Davies. Bye. Until next time, I've been Roscoe. We'll see you then. Bye.